If you want to know anything and everything there is to know about how to sell your house, you're in the right spot, my friend. Welcome to the How to Sell a House podcast. Welcome to the podcast today, folks. This is How to Sell a House podcast.com, where you can get all the information you need to prepare yourself. This is like the whole nuts and bolts of the whole deal, right? You start from the beginning, what you need to do if you're going to sell your house and the process to go through to get your home sold, to have a successful sale and a less stressful situation for you. So to today, one of the most important topics we're going to talk about is what should you price your home at? How, what should the, what's the appropriate price for your home? Especially today, this is a very timely topic. So I'm Lauren Sanders with the Beach Life Group. I'm Cassidy Lewis. And I'm Chris Erickson. And we're in, where are we at today? We're in wonderful San Diego. Yeah, North County. We're in <laughs> Cardiff, the little beach community, Cardiff by the sea. So if you're in San Diego, obviously we love to help you. But we have other options too. We've got people around the country, really good agents we can connect you to around the country. If you're thinking about selling your house, or actually, if you're thinking about buying a house somewhere else in the country, we can connect you with those folks too. From from where to where? Where are we? Why? Well, let's get a little more local, like from Los Angeles to Temecula or San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco or Seattle. Exactly. Like we we have contacts. We're very niche in our bubble of where we travel for listings here in San Diego. We don't go outside of this area. Unless it's Hawaii, I'll go to Hawaii. If they want to look there. <laughs> you have your license in Hawaii. Good. <laughs> you need um, a license for this stuff? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we have a lot of folks that are just moving just one large city over too. So we definitely have agents in your neck of the woods. We Our list of agents we refer grows on a daily basis, weekly basis, both of those things. So we have somebody in your market. And if we don't, we will find one and we will vet them and we'll make sure that they're rock stars before even putting you in touch with them. From Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Cover it all. From Austin to? Boston. Boston to Austin. (laughs) Or Atlanta. There we go. Or Maui. My favorite. <laughs> so let's get into what should the listing price of your house be? Let's start at the top. What are the factors that influence the home prices in your area? Well, some things you can control and some things you can't. So neighborhood location, it is what it is. You know, hopefully you picked a, a chose a good location when you purchased. Otherwise, the price will just have to be adjusted accordingly. If you're on a main road, if you are near out here in California, if you're near power lines, if you're near a freeway, all that kind of stuff will definitely affect. The... What about the positive? What if you're near the ocean or near... on the ocean? <laughs> right. See? That's that. That'll all come into effect. On that's one of the influences. One of the main influences. Obviously, every the the old real estate adage: location, location, location. Yeah. It's funny. Some real estate agents still put that in the in their description. <laughs> but one thing to keep in mind too on that particular thing is in faster, better markets, there's more of a premium, and when the market slows down and there's more homes for people to choose from, it's a bigger hit. If you're in a negative, uh, mm-hmm. if you're on a negative, so it's best to sell if you've got a house that's on a busy street during a fast market because you're going to get about the best price you're going to get. Mm-hmm. 
Another factor is going to be your home size, your square footage. When we're running comps for our clients and stuff, when you know when we're comparing house to house, we kind of have parameters where you set certain you know square footage spaces. That has a lot. You know, you can look at a lot of areas have price per square foot, and although every house is unique, it is gives you gives you a good base of kind of what it is. But also on that note, it's not necessarily the square footage; it's also the usable space because you live in house, not in the square footage. So depending on if it's like a funky setup, they, there's been different housing types and plans and all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, one of the things is kind of that open concept, but if it's an older house and it's got kind of, you know, shut down rooms and box style rooms, but a lot of square footage, it might not be as valuable as an open concept place with the same square footage. And in our area in particular, single stories get more per square foot than two stories 99.946% of the time. No, I'm just mm-hmm. uh, but, but most, <laughs> like, wow, that's a cut off the pretty, top of your head there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but most of because there, there's a there's less of them here. Mm-hmm. Single stories, they, especially they, like in they newer developments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's in newer developments too. You you know if they've got five floor plans, it's many times there could be a bigger floor plan that sells for less than a smaller floor plan because of the design, like Chris was talking about, or the livability of mm-hmm. that particular floor plan. And one thing too, when you're comparing home sizes when you're looking at that price per square foot that Chris mentioned is compare apple to apples to apples because you know comparing a 5000 square foot house to a 3000 square foot house isn't going to do you any justice so it's just not the same thing and same thing with a two story house versus a single story even if they have the same square footage or very similar you want to compare Two-story houses with two-story houses, single-story houses with single-story houses. The next things that influence the home price, some you can control somewhat. Condition and age, you can't control the age, obviously. But you can control the condition if you need it updated, all that kind of stuff. But if, let's say, you just inherited a house uh, and it was rented out forever, the tenants are out, it's kind of beat up, and you just want to get rid of it, well, then the price will be adjusted accordingly. Whereas if you came in that same house remodel it, redo it, just fix it up a little bit. There's all kinds of different levels you could do, but you can obviously improve the condition and improve the potential price of the home. There's some improvements that make a big difference. Adding a bedroom, adding a bathroom can add value pretty quick Mm -hmm. if you've got space, you know, if if it isn't too costly to do that. I know some people change their home and change it into a two bedroom, even though it was a three bedroom Mm -hmm. and, and putting that back can make a big you know, can give an impact on the value of your home. And that next one, that kind of goes into the next influence, which is updates or remodel. And when you do all that, did you do it to your taste or did you do it to kind of a broader taste? So if you're getting it ready for the for the market, obviously you want to kind of, you want to have the most potential buyers interested in that home. You don't want to go super specialized in like, you know, this exotic hardwood floorings and really killer tiles that you really like. And did you do it legitimately? Did you do it with permits and all that stuff too? If you're doing, especially if you're adding square footage, having it done through like the, the city or county, wherever you're at and getting permits and making sure that square footage is going to be included because we see a lot where, Somebody added a you know 200 square foot room, but they didn't do it with permits, and it doesn't really help you on value when you go to sell. No, an appraiser won't. They don't even look at that. Mm-hmm. And in some instances, could be a negative to value if they believe it should be removed. One of the big influences on the price of your home is going to be the current market conditions and the economy as a whole. Interest rates, like right now, over the last few years from... 
2020 till right now we're sitting in the middle of well we're one yeah. day away from july so end of june right we're now we're in july we're in july today's oh, the first july. well happy, happy july kids uh, <laughs> it's the second we're at the back half of 2022 <laughs> there we go q3 just started anyways yeah so the current market conditions what how you know is it a buyer's market is it a seller's market kind of what's going on it, it's really difficult to give if you watch any of the news or anything like that they're going to give you a broad picture of kind of what's happening throughout the entire u.s maybe they might get into a few local markets but even within local markets there's local markets yeah and higher interest rates could affect the the market conditions as well so all those are going to be factors to think about and going to influence what you should list your house at how do you figure out what's your house is worth you can do a little bit of your own research look up sales recent sales in your neighborhood is going to be your best bet. The more local, the closer the homes are to your property, that gets that location factor in there and other homes within your location or right near there, if they're all in the same you know, master plan community, even if you can find the same floor plan that recently is sold, to give you a good idea of what your home could potentially be listed for and the markets change. So depending on uh, would that house sell one month, two months, three months ago, or did it sell last year? It's going to definitely affect it. But if you go to Zillow, obviously you go to the Zestimate, which they have their flaws, but it'll give you a good idea of, you know, it'll give you an idea if you're kind of in a standard neighborhood with a standard house and a lot of homes have sold around you, they have somewhat of the data to see what your house could be worth. But don't take it with a grain of salt. As with any of the online valuation sites, don't get that cemented in your head. That's going to be the list price of your home. So yeah, real quick, run down the tips for pricing your home competitively. You're going to compare other houses in your neighborhood. Recently solds are going to be like, well, the more recent, the better. Uh, it's going to be your best comparable. And I mean, homes currently on the market as well. What are they listing at? How long have they been on the market? That'll give you a good idea of what you should be expecting in the market. Research what home, uh, what similar houses have sold in your area, not just you know, any house within your area, make sure they're very close to what your property is. Factor in updates, repairs, anything you've done to your house over the years as you're looking through pictures on other online sites or whatever, or sit down with your real estate agent, they're going over it. Factor in those updates, pools, landscaping, kind of everything goes into uh, what you should price your home at. And then also ask a real estate agent for help pricing your house competitively in the current market. So typically when we talk through a comparative market analysis with a home seller, depending on their situation, we can look at three different options in pricing your home. One of them is to price your home below the market value on purpose. That isn't, the, keep in mind that won't be the sale price if you're pricing it below market value. Um, and in California, even if somebody came in and had an offer at that price, you don't have to accept it as a seller. So, some people are nervous about doing that, but in in some ways, it's a strategy to create a lot of activity, a lot of impact in the market to get your home sold quickly and for over. Uh, second one is to price your home at a value that is a little aspirational. Maybe the last sale was a million dollars and you want to shoot for a million one or a million two. To price that way has a big impact on the future price that you're going to get. And so you really got to understand the market, what the market dynamics are in a, in a time when you're doing that. If the market is moving up significantly, then that could make sense. If the market is flat to going down, that would probably not make sense because you will in many cases end up with much less than you could have gotten if your home was priced at the appropriate price. 
And then the one most people choose is, hey, here's the three comps that are most like my home. I want to price it right at that number because we, people have stepped up to the plate and purchased those homes at prices like that. So you know, you know, there is a marketplace for a home like that, which that home would normally sell in a typical market time, whatever your market time is in your market. And so that's what you can count on typically for those situations. Now, what do you do when you've done all these things and you've been on the market? In our market right now, the average market time is 23 days, the most recent. So if we're looking at making adjustments, we typically do not want to go past the 23-day mark. But ideally, you would actually look about halfway into that time. So in the first 10 days or so, you want to look at a price adjustment if you're not getting either you're getting no activity which means you need an adjustment of the price typically, or you're getting a lot of activity, but no offers. That also means that people aren't finding value at the price you're priced at. They like the neighborhood or whatever, or there's a lack of inventory there and they come to see your home. But if there's no offers, that's a situation where you may want to adjust your price. The best advice on that I would give is make one adjustment and make it a one that makes a difference. That's a difference maker in the showings and in the marketplace where they look at that and go, whoa, what you see some people do in the market is they adjust down 5,000, 5,000, 5,000, you know, I mean, they just go for long periods of time, which doesn't make sense. That's the way we look at pricing, uh, different options on, on your pricing in your home. There's a lot of factors in what the listing price should be for your home. As you are consulting with an agent, they're going to kind of go through everything with you. You can kind of do some of your own research with all the online sites and see what is going on. It seems like a lot of time, even in I'm an agent, but a lot of people think their house is the best one on the block. Be reasonable. Kind of take a step back. What would you pay for your house now? Kind of what, what if you were not living there, what do you think your house would be worth? Take yourself out of the situation because one of the biggest mistakes I think is overpricing a home. Like Lauren said, in a, in a rapidly appreciating market it might not be too bad because maybe you'll bring the market to you. Maybe the market time's a little longer. But in a changing market, if you overprice, buyers are very savvy and they know what's going on in the market. They're looking at all this stuff exactly like you are as well. So they have a really good idea of what homes are selling for you in, in your market, kind of the condition of all the homes, the times that they're taking to sell. So just take a step back and put yourself in the buyer's shoes and kind of see what's going to make the, the most sense. Obviously, pricing it right, I think, is the best option, but ultimately it comes down to you and how you want to price your home. So if you're looking for an agent in your neck of the woods, head over to howtosellahousepodcast.com where we have a ton of other resources. We have a whole other episode on what is a CMA or a comparative market analysis and run you through the process that we do to price homes and kind of come up with that number. So go check out that episode as well. That is over on howtosellahousepodcast.com. But we also have great resources over there and you can hit us up to connect you with the agent in your area if you're in San Diego go there too and hit us up. That's where we're located. So catch you guys all on the next episode.